Hello and welcome to MiceCast with the hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Hello. Wow. Hey. Why aren't we hearing the music? Now I'm thinking about it. You have that other stuff coming through. We should have yeah. just had the intro music. We could. Yeah, you're right. Because it's oh, on well. that same device. I know I'm right. I'm used to it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get, gotta do what you gotta do. And, and we we have uh, Jiminy with well, us. Jiminy's tonight. cousin. But he's like, he's he's in rare form tonight over there. And Greg has his jungle, <laughs> jungle his Buana staff over here to take out Jiminy. Jiminy. All I have to do is look that way, and he stops. Yeah. So he can he see you. Up. He must be able to, or see a shadow or something. It's driving me uh, insane. You know what's funny? I I saw one yesterday, and I was walking towards it, and I've got these big uh, cabinets. It's got a bunch of junk in it. And it jumped right into it, and it fell over dead. I was going to flip it back up, thinking it wasn't dead. It just fell over his back. And I committed suicide by leaping in <laughs> to the cabinet. It must have just knocked the crap out of its head or something. And huh. it, it was it's the weirdest thing in the world. It, it was odd. All right, so uh, we got a little bit of a mailbag show and some a couple other little tidbits here Things and there. Things to talk about. So now should we um, – Ryan here um, has uh, – an email we haven't talked about this one yet, right? Or just main, mainly, oh, wow. it's, it's a pat me oh, on the okay. back, you know, email, funny, haha thing. Yeah, <clears throat> it has to do with uh, Mesa Verde podcast. Greetings, gentlemen. Wow, oh, he got that wrong just, just right off the bat. But I wanted to say, good job on this week's podcast. Mesa Verde is an excellent blog, and that will be last <clears throat> blog that will last a lifetime for all Horizons fans. I learned of the website via a Horizons tribute or Horizons. Horizons tribute group on Yahoo groups. Okay, and after after the picture of the orange scent was posted, some members actually were able to get a jug of the scent straight from the manufacturer, so it is still available. Yeah, I think we still use that on soaring. Probably, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was the same yeah, stuff. Could be. Also, on the D twenty three Expo podcast, a person you interviewed said he had a lot of Disneyland attractions on tape and was going to convert for y'all. I was wondering <laughs> if you'd be able to send me a copy or post them on the MiceCast website. Uh, we don't know the terms of that agreement yet. <laughs> have you contacted him? Because I haven't. Actually, yes. He, we are friends on Facebook. Oh, so am I. And I mean, he friended it, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't want to just... I don't trust Facebook and some of the communications. I want to make sure I'm actually only communicating with him. So I hear you. I, well, you we know, have I his email address. I sent him, you know, a message with my email. It's like, you know, if somebody emails me, big deal. And, you know, I, I got my information to him. I just haven't seen anything from him yet. All right. Uh, so, so continue. Anyway, sorry. That's quite all right. Uh, keep up the good work as always. And Richard's F-bomb rant was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I put a smile on my face this morning on the way to work. One thing, what other podcasts are you on? I know about Political Gestures, IMW, and the Airplane One Mike's does. Mike does. What else? I, I can't help but notice. He knows Political Gestures, Imaginary My Way, but it's the Airplane One. He can't remember That's Naval okay. Aviation. Because, you know, Naval Air hasn't actually dropped a show in like months, so. The other one is, um, for me, the Travel Ears. And at the Main Street Cinema, which is a video one, and, and 
coming soon, hopefully, maybe someday. It's been in development uh, for almost two years now. Official mystery. <laughs> uh, what about, uh, you're missing one. Am I? Yeah, you, you, your, your, URL, you, your URL got banned on iTunes because, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was this now? Well, uh, not Hit Parade, but uh, <laughs> when I got my URL, I put Greg's Hit Parade. So it looks like Greg Shit Parade. <laughs> and I couldn't get iTunes wouldn't accept my, my feed. It wouldn't accept my feed. Finally I figured out it must be the name. <laughs> Greg Shit Parade. Yeah, Greg Greg's the name. That's the <laughs> one. <laughs> so yeah. So McNaughton Hit Parade. Anything else? No. No, I can't think of anything else. Probably the Hit Parade is the most regular other than this show. It gets out almost on time all the time. Uh, but anyways. My actually, I, at the Main Street Cinema, had been semi dormant for a while, off and on. But since I got the new Canon uh, camera with the HD video component in it, I've been shooting a lot and got a few quick ones out there. They're short, sweet, full HD, but you know that's what. There are a lot of you know a lot of megabytes. All right, so Which I one? can drop that mail into the, the red mail pile. We yeah, have answered that mail. All right. Uh, we have two from our friend Pluto Region 1. Two? And, yes, we have two. Oh. Uh, oh, I only, sorry, I only got the first one. Uh, so let me read it to you. And okay. it's got a few questions, a few things we can do. Just wanted to say thank you for the coverage of D23 on Imaginary, Imaginary My Way. You're, we talked about welcome. it twice on this show. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got mine up real quick, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it more than made up for the fact that I couldn't attend. Please remember to ask Richard what he thinks of my theory about Disney's business model being to sell what used to be an exclusive cast member type access to the company to the Disney masses. Also, what do you think about Iger firing Dick Cook and replacing him with the Disney Channel president? I think it is a lot to expect Ross to be able to do Cook's job as good as Cook did it. Also, if you don't find someone as equally talented to run the Disney Channel, it could be a disaster for the media network division. One more thing before I forget. This concerns something you mentioned on MiceCast in July. I rode Pirates of the Caribbean, and the entire ride experience was ruined by a Hispanic family that would not shut up. Oh, I hate that one. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I must have been with her. I, I, I hate I, any family. It doesn't have to any be Hispanic. Family. Any but family. But just blah, 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 it blah, blah, seems blah. more often than not, it's just the demographics here, that you it probably it's will. It's a Spanish it's, There's a high probability it's a Hispanic Because we're not racial profiling. That's what we, we don't do that, right? Absolutely. Uh, from the moment we left the dock, <laughs> they started talking very loud, appearing to be oblivious to the fact we were running the ride, or they were running the ride for Ruining. everyone. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Richard. Ruining the ride for everyone in the boat. So I got, uh, so I got on the ride a second time, and the exact same thing happened again with a different Hispanic group. Uh, there has to be a way Disney can address this. I don't care what culture you're from. There is no excuse. For that type of rude lack of consideration, sincerely, Pluto Region 1. You know, I had one on the last, I think it was the last trip I took with my family doing the same exact thing. I don't think there was, I think it was just uh, English-speaking family, but I just kind of made it very obvious. Fortunately, they were behind me. I just turned around and gave them the death stare for a few minutes, (laughs) and they shut up. (laughs) That uh, one's scary. (laughs) And they shut up for a few minutes, and then the moment we hit the, uh, went down the first drop, 
They started, it was a bunch of teenage girls. I just turned around again and just looked at them. They shut up. They got the message clear, loud and clear. I mean, yeah, you know, without some, me saying a word. Sometimes those groups, English speaking or not, they sound like, or, and you, if you look at their actions, everything about what they're doing, the loud talking, the looking at each other, the waving the hands, they're not even paying attention to the no, they're attraction. Not. They're not, and that's and, and they're usually talking about something that has nothing to do with anything. Well, it's funny. I Karen and I, I finally got Karen over to see Space Mountain, and we went yesterday. And I met up with someone I had met at Friends of the Magic, but I couldn't remember. I said, "Did we meet at West Fest?" It's like I thought we had met somewhere. And on the way out, when he walked us out, because we only get two attractions, and I had to be home to teach my night class. Um, but she was noticing. She goes, "Is it Tattoo Day?" No, <laughs> it seems like every other person we saw was sleeved and tatted yeah. up. And one time she whispered to me, she goes, "I wouldn't think these kind of people would want to come to Disneyland." It's amazing how many do enjoy it. Well, I mean, the funny like thing, the, the people we else. heard behind us, we were hearing stories about how to clean your toilet. You know, you hate to go over to someone's house where there's a racetrack and the toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, or little little yellow dots, ah. you know? ah. <laughs> and you should clean up before people come over. And we're looking at each other like, there's, and they're loud, you know. That's the worst thing is they get loud. <laughs> no, I was, I was gonna say, there was even one time, you're talking about people that aren't paying attention to the attraction or anything. There was one time that uh, we had a guy that was in the row in front of us and clear over on the other side of the boat that was on his cell phone on Pirates of the Caribbean. And, you know, people, I don't know, for some reason, I know I do the same thing. Whenever I'm on a cell phone, I tend to get louder, like I have to yeah. get, get into the cell phone there. But everybody seems to do this. This guy's being loud, and we're going past uh, Blue Bayou. One of my wife's pet peeves are people on cell phones. She cannot, if you're going to be on a cell phone, then go away from the crowd. Don't be in the middle of all of it on the phone. Before I even had a chance to sit do it, she just looks across, do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that's funny that you mentioned cell phones because yesterday, as I was waiting for someone in the necessary, I was standing next to the. Is it the Orbitron? I always get the two names mixed up. The Orbitron is, it, is the old rocket jets. No, I'm sorry, that's the Observatron. We're the Observatron, and in Florida, it's the Orbitron, Orbitron which is the actual ride that you still ride on. Okay. No, the, no, no, no. The one we ride here is called what? The Astro Orbiter. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Um, I'm standing there watching. I, I wanted to take a picture. I wanted it to get going. It was the slowest load I've ever seen in my life. Finally, this group comes walking around all the way around the, from the Pixie Hollow Pixie Ferry Hollow, area, yeah. whatever area, gets around to this empty one. And I notice as I'm looking at them, somebody over in another one, they're on their cell phone talking. Okay, fine. Then I see this baby blanket hanging out of the edge of this rocket. Cast member comes by. You need to tuck that in. So I'm thinking to myself, and this person with the baby blanket is on the cell phone. There's, oh, a, ba there's, there's a baby. There's not a baby with this lady, is there? And I did notice something. I said, I, haven't, I don't think I've ridden on this one. When it was still the rocket jets, they didn't have any strap. You just sat in those damn things and held on. Yeah, because centrifugal forces kept you in. No, there's oh. there's seatbelts in there now, like Dumbo, plastic. There are, there are seatbelts, but back in the day, back there the weren't. Day. And Correct. they always yeah. used to make me nervous, because at the lowest level... You can kind of slide like out. Yeah. It felt like they were going to push you out, so I always took it up. So you you know, leaned in a little bit. 
So as the and thing started to afraid of heights, I couldn't yeah. get it up there. What'd you say, Richard? About what? <laughs> oh, that's getting isolated. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's that's getting isolated. Wait a second. Let me give no, you, no, 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 no. Twelve minutes and twenty-seven <laughs> seconds. I gotta write that down. Let me find that email I just got. That junk about the blue pill. Uh, anyways, as a, as the uh, twelve minutes twenty-seven <laughs> seconds. Oh, that's getting isolated. As the craft started to lift up as the attraction was moving, I noticed this little tossle of hair. How you do like a baby where you tie a little band, you get this little hair, sort of like, sort of like the kid. And Pebbles is a good example. I was thinking uh, Incredibles. Um, Jack Jack, 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 a little puff of hair. And I'm like, oh my god, she's got a kid that small. She's talking on the phone, so that means one hand is definitely not on the kid. And I was watching two or three different people ride that attraction on the phone. And I'm like, now, at least in that attraction, you're not bothering anybody else. But what's... But it's what's the point. point? Yeah. So now, carry on. We've ridden Space Mountain. We finally got away from the tats once we got mixed in with Fast Pass and all that. And they seem nice enough, but just their conversation about cleaning toilets, <laughs> not liking the smell of cooked food. I only eat for substance. I don't eat because I, I like to eat and all this bullshit, you know, conversation going on. We get over to the mansion. We're looking at the time. It says it's 21 minutes. Okay, we'll get in line. Fine. I We end up between two families. One's a lady and two kids in front of us. Behind us is a family of some type. Didn't think much of them, but the one in front of us, you would have thought it was their personal jungle gym. They're walking on the brick wall at first, right by the uh, animal graveyard. Okay, move up, come out. I almost walked past the little girls because they're, they're playing and the mother's moved on. So we start in the switchbacks. And they would wait till the mother got all the way down and around the corner before they would go oh, over, right? That, yeah. So I just walked past them. Finally, I was getting tired of it. We were down in the small switchbacks in the very back. Uh-huh. And, and I said, what is this, Disney's Jungle Gym? <laughs> and they kind of looked at me because I kept giving them the stare. I like to, I like stare. to give the mean stare to little kids. The death stare. They usually go away from me, which I, is what I want. <laughs> um, but the, the people behind us, well, the, the man kept bumping into my wife. At one point, get this, he was taking pictures of someone else's kid in the queue next to us. And he literally was like, back, he was like, parallel with my wife in line and was backing into her, pushing her into the rail. What? And I told her later in, I said, look, I was I was on the Character Break- Breakfast podcast a while back and I think it was off the air, we were talking, and the uh, the one girl on there from Canada said her family's got this tradition. I, they have a name for it, but you know, you always go to parades early, rider, fireworks early, right. you've got your room and people start squeezing in and trying to get in your way. So I usually have my camera with me, so my my lens or my lens cover, or uh, a little defrag the the thing for sun, the sun something polarized the sunshade oh, okay. tends tends to swing quickly around. Oh, I moved too fast, it clunked you in the head, or oh, I'm stretching and my elbows hit you. You know, <laughs> you, you make your own room because you've been there. No one asked you to be a sardine. No yeah, one asked right. you know brought them into your space. And she kept getting pushed, and she finally moved her purse behind her, and he kept bumping into it. And he'd say, oh, sorry. It's like, back the f- effing off. You know, do yeah. you have 
I, I, I thought, well, if I turned around, I was waiting to see. I said, he did they sell? Asian, did he? No, he wasn't Asian, and they weren't okay. European, which was my first thought because some of those cultures they're used to they're being used packed to together. It's not like that, that big yeah. of a deal. Yeah, they didn't smell, so you know they're not French. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Anyways, so we've experienced this kind of bad behavior, and the people you we now don't, these don't you these, just wish it would get stomped on though? That's my yeah. wish. I just wish it would get stomped on. You know. Yeah. And, and the Asian equation came up at the end. This isn't, I say Asian equation because it sounded funny, but as we got off mansion, a group of Asians stopped. You get through the turnstiles, you make the left, you get through the gates, bam, they stop. Where the fuck am I supposed to go? I want to get off the attraction now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like if people walk out of the attraction and stop, get the hell out of the Keep way. Keep going. Yeah, it's not, not the place to stop. Yeah, Move I, off to the I, side or something. I just kept running into those kind of people who, you know, weren't paying attention. They stopped yeah. in front of you, you know. Uh, anyway, so that that's just a little side note to, to Pluto oh, Region 1's let's, mail. Let's go back to our uh, questions, though. The first question there. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We kind of brushed Sorry. against that a little bit on there. The Disney, uh, the Disney business model being to sell what used to be exclusive cast member type stuff. Type access to the company, the to the Disney Masters. Um, Which okay, first let's identify what is something that D twenty three is now offering that used to be a cast member only. Well, studio well, studio tour, of course. That was my first thought, and yes, they're selling that off. Well, not actually, but but it's not for sale, right? It's just the first no, so many people they don't charge money for that, did they? Some of them are charged. I. Well, let's, I don't let's, remember. I haven't really worried about going to some place I've been a gazillion times. Let, let's 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 go to the broader. You guys said D twenty three. I think she's going on. You have your adventures by Disney. Adventures by Disney. They have. No, uh, she per, she said D twenty three. But oh, Disney's, Disney's business model. Read about, your own letter. Well, uh, people have asked that question about D twenty three. Are they just but, giving away what? Used to be a cast yeah, member thing. Um, well, with the giveaways, but the Disney model of being able to do the backstage tours. We just had one this last week of Disneyland, where you go through the roundhouse. They walk you through the backstage. Yes, and you said those are run by Disney's by, Adventures by Disney. But some of those are being given away by D twenty three. So well, they're not booked directly through Adventures by Disney, as far as I know. They're kind of making a loop through uh, D twenty three. Well, D twenty three being a part of Disney, I'm sure, is just getting another. Yeah, okay. But what I'm that, saying is you like just D20, can't, you just can't go to away. Disney's My Adventure and say, give me the back lot to our Disneyland. Adventures you, by Disney? Yeah. No, that's, they give, you, you, some, to, they give you, you some backstage stuff at Disneyland, but, you know, it's in, wrapped up with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, right. so right. what I'm saying is the general public just can't go to the Adventures by Disney. They have to be a D23 member and get it that yeah, and, and And they have some stuff. As far as I know. I could be wrong. Yeah, but, you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I, I just see tours of 50 people going through the roundhouse and going through a backstage area and anyways and they also have the same things over the studios um but is it a new i don't think it's a new model i mean disney has done this in the past with other things sold sold tours i mean i mean let's stick with the studio tour right because we've all been on it we all know what they're talking about I mean, that, that used to be cast member exclusive, and then they got yeah. rid of it together. Well, okay, but see, come on, let's let's go through it for a quick okay. sec and reminisce about it. 
you know, well, we did we couldn't take our spouses on those. But I think the Disney Studio people and WDI people sometimes had different well, type of events where spouses were included at open right, houses right. and things and, like and that. We had we had those. Remember, we had the open house uh, at Disneyland that one time that spouses and friends can come in I, on long. I don't remember oh, that. One it was they had tours of all the backstage areas. They actually had anime animatronics set up in the back by an, cool. the animation building cool. so you can see how they work but, but uh, i mean uh, well where, where i was going on is i don't think it's entirely a uh, a new effort i think if you go far enough back in the history back into the 70s and 60s they had some of this to a a limited point because it was kind of stuff that they showed off and even uh Disneyland, the television show, is to show off some of the backstage stuff. Uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a but that's but that's control. Joe, I mean, Joe, Joe well, Dirt in Wisconsin couldn't go, be a detour, uh, some kind of member, the Magic Kingdom Club, for example. That was their travel club. You couldn't be a member of the Magic Kingdom Club and get some exclusive tour at the studio or of WDI or some kind of well, I'm not backstage not, access like that now, or buy memorabilia that you used to only be able to get through the studio or company D or something like that. They're kind of making it Come on, more we, accessible. We walked through <laughs> sound stages with sets still standing. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, the, uh, and, three three men and a little baby or yeah. whatever. We there's saw that, the there's that little baby. That Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler where they're the, you know, twins separated at birth, right? Big yeah, business. And uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, TV, the TV set for the new Carol Burnett show and also yeah. for... The the who? What's that? Uh, oh, Tim Allen, t- Tool Time, Home, uh, home Improvement, Improvement, Home Improvement, um, and also Captain EO. Can't forget Captain EO set. We walked across. I that. didn't I, see that one. Um, but, Turner and but, Hooch. I mean, then, we we walked and, through the admin, the um, the uh, the. Uh, come on, the Walt get, Disney. Let me, be- let me let me stay on the broad perspective. There's also the other stuff that was the the uh, posters and lithos that were given away. The exclusive merchandise for like the opening of. Tokyo and the opening of reopening of Fantasyland. Yeah, but they didn't give they didn't give that to they didn't people they, off the were, street. They, no, they didn't. They, those were the cast members only. Um, and those and, are the people that peddled it on the street at you know, yeah. stores. And, and now there's and well, I think, FC, I, I, think like I think that's where we start going into this. Over the years, a lot of that stuff, a lot of the stuff that were the giveaways and the quote unquote cast exclusive stuff, has kind of been. With I don't want to say withheld, but they haven't put as much of it because a lot of it has started ending up on eBay. Well, is it that, or just Disney hasn't wanted to spend that money on the cast members? I think I think it's a combination. Well, Yoska, I can remember <laughs> you got what four times, five times as many cast members now as what yes. we had fifteen years ago. I think it's a combination of both because I have heard comments that were directly said that they wanted to give something away to the cast member. Well, the last one I remember being. De- completely involved well not completely involved involved enough in it was the videotape of the opening uh of the new resort back well eight years ago and before everybody got the tape before the day was even done it was already hitting ebay so there there is the thought that that's why I, I blame that on outlets yeah there is there is the feeling that <laughs> that some of this cast exclusive stuff wasn't appreciated by the cast members as it might be by a D twenty three member. So the, yeah, they might be moving that more towards a D twenty three. Okay, I, I, not I, all cast members. Have, I think it's not some all cast members. But they made a mar- some cast members made a market out of it. That's why they had. Yeah. You know, when I first got there, they never limited you how many you could purchase. It was kind of just a given. You're a family. You need how many lithos? One. 
but people started going there and buying multiple multiples. They showed up at local uh, memorabilia shops. On well, there was no eBay at the time. Maybe AOL or some kind of trading place. They'd find a place to sell. Uh, or how about um, how about when uh, they had limited edition? Right, you'd put your name on a list. They'd pull your you know. Oh yeah, sometimes they, they would randomly pull you. That's how I got my castle litho. Was but, they only had sixty of them or something like that. But by the same token, just because they're limiting it to cast members, does that mean that they're doing anything less? I mean, we've always had uh, special events for uh, uh, NFFC, um, Disney Anna, uh, even back in the days with. Um, yeah, those aren't Disney. Wait, no, wait, wait, those wait, aren't. Wait, they wait, did their own thing. Wait, 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 wait. The, with uh, get to the point the days, I'm trying to, but Greg keeps grabbing his staff here and keeps hitting hey, the... Oh, that's fine. He's my staff, okay? Um, okay, now let's see. What time is that? We're going to need to isolate at 24 minutes and 44 seconds. Don't look at my staff. <laughs> <laughs> trying to kill the cricket. But, uh, but what was it? The Magic Kingdom Club had their... Uh, certain items that were exclusive the to Magic, Magic Kingdom, Kingdom Club, Club members. Never had anything exclusive except for the magazine. They had some. They had some no, sales. They, on no, she place. okay, but see, she's got a point. They, they're selling now what they didn't sell before, and right, you're, you're trying and you're trying to get to the point where yeah, they did, but no, they didn't. But, but well, some no, of this stuff well, wasn't what I'm sold saying to is, what I'm saying either. is, is it so much that they're are they selling stuff to uh, D23 that they used to sell to cast members, or are they just reducing the cast member stuff that they have? Over a natural course, and they're finding a new market that they want to expand into. I mean, uh, it, I think it could be interpreted both ways. If I, they're expanding into a new market. Some of the stuff they're selling, they never even made accessible to uh, cast members either. It's just all new. That's stuff. what I'm saying. Is it's, so. it's just new stuff that they're expanding into a new market. Yeah, there's less stuff that they're giving out to cast members, but I don't know if it's so much that they're. You know, transferring their business model to take away from cast members to give to D twenty three, or if it's just that they're uh, they're trying to uh, See, go into this new market while they in the, in the meantime they've naturally been shying away from the cast member stuff. I don't have the letter in front of me, so I can't comment on exactly what the wording is. But the way I, I remember him reading it was uh, something. What, what did it say, please? It, it says, "Please remember to ask Richard what he thinks of my theory." about Disney's business business model being to sell what used to be exclusive cast member type access okay. so to the company to the Disney master. Okay, so they're not changing a business model, they're adding. Okay. Well, okay, remember, she said access to the company, which what I would look at is the open houses at WDI or tours of the, the studio. The only example that they've had is the studio, is the studio and they didn't charge for that. Was that a freebie? I didn't. That was always. That was well. I know we know that we know it's a freebie for cast members. I'm talking about the tour they gave to the D23 people. I'm pretty sure it was the first so many people that signed up on the site. You know, and it sold out in three seconds. Got to go, and I don't think they charged them. It was you know part of your membership. Okay. I yeah. You know what I I can't honestly say. Neither can I. I just I just would would like to think that if they were charging for that, I'd remember. Well, I, you know. well, since she asked for my thoughts, I will, say, <laughs> I, I will say that she does bring up a valid question. It, it, it is kind of a curiosity, but I think it, it isn't a conscious effort. I think it's just that there's na- they're naturally 
have been, have been reducing over the last 10 years, 10, 15 years, uh, what they've been giving out to cast members. She doesn't because say that. Breaks. She's not saying reducing the cast members and giving it to the masses. She's, well, saying, she's saying change. She's saying changing what used to be cast member exclusive. No, I'm that's saying not what, what she said at all. Access to the company. That's all it says. Her theory about act. And if I remember reading another email of hers before, it was about access to the like the open houses they used to have for employees and stuff. Um, so she's well, not. That, you're if, you're if that, if that's interpolating what, if, or interpretating if, her. Well, that's all I have to go from is interpreting what it, it says. Interpre- exclusive cast member type access. Is it not there in front of you anymore? Yeah, it's right here in front of me. Okay. So it's not reducing yeah, it's because pretty- cast members lost that access a long time ago for whatever right. reason. Okay. Right. Uh, but you, I don't know if if I'm the Walt Disney Company, and I'm finally waking up to the. Um, the Disney masses, as she refers to, out there willing to pay me money for things like this. Wh- whom I would be stupid to not charge for that. Exactly, and I think that that's ha- the thing is they're trying you, to grab into this new market. Have you read what they're offering for Christmas for D twenty three members at Disneyland? The candlelight uh, spectacular. Oh my gosh, two hundred and seventy five dollars. And you wow. notice something? It's not sold out yet. No, uh, the the two hundred dollar one in Florida sold out pretty quick though. That's a different market. I, that doesn't surprise me. Okay, but I, it was. I looked, I looked up the studio. It was the Walt Disney Studio and Archives. It was free, and it did. It sold out like you're right, like in five minutes or less. Um, I don't know how many were given out, but hundred. Yeah, I heard. I thought it was a hundred. It it was. See, some of these. So far, D twenty three hasn't offered an exclusive access to something that I care enough about to be one of the mad people watching the timer on my computer and start like a mad stab probably having three or four computers in front of them clicking every single one trying to to get in correct but if you've never been to the studio and here's a chance to go sure you would studio i don't know wdi different story if you've never been there to the studio did you did you go on the studio tours when they were offered for free oh yeah i did okay so now take that away you've never been and now it's offered for free I, I, I said I don't know because uh, I know enough about the studio from Richard and what isn't there anymore. I've walked around it since I no longer have access and still peeked in to you know yeah. see what buildings. I, I don't. Yeah, there's no backlog Yeah, I'm honestly saying I don't know if I would be that crazed about it because as much as I love movies and movie making, it isn't on my high priority for. <laughs> um, Events for Disney. You know, I remember that the the back lot was no great shakes. I just thought it was interesting to walk on sets that were you know already used. Or we, I mean, that uh, (laughs) that Ritz Hotel set. I mean, we saw it like twice. The two trips we went there, they still rip it down, play with the elevators and all that. So you you should have seen the set when they were doing Pirates, the first Pirates movie there, and uh, soundstage uh, three, four, four, four. Uh, where they did Darby O'Gill, that was all decked out for with the. Uh, is that right? Or maybe it was two. Anyways, one of the big ones it was all decked out for the cavern scene for the finale where they had the treasure and everything. The set was so huge, they had to leave the sound doors open on the outside because the set extended out, and the only way that you can get in was you had to climb up this ladder on the outside to crawl down into the set. And they had to use cranes to lift the cameras into the set area there. So every. That makes member member of the cast had to crawl into the set. How, well, how it was, would they it do it for like, sound isolation? It was like this this little la- this little step ladder like they use with the floats. They walked up and walked down into the that set from there. That doesn't seem 
it was sticking out the door, right. so it was great. Okay, but there's more than one man door to walk through into a soundstage. It was sticking out the uh, the east door and the uh, north door on that. Now the uh, I'm not even going to dignify it. Uh, just, I know I'm right there with you. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, other than uh, like the Dick- Disney and Dickens, the Magic and Merriment, uh, the Princess and the Frog, these things are all sold out. Now the the Lion King. What I'm finding is what it looks like is things that actually cost you a decent price. The Lion King's 132 dollars, not sold out. Um, the Princess and the Frog was. It just says the event is sold out. It doesn't say how much it was. It I don't think it was very much. If if it cost anything, just to go see the movie, uh, pretty minimal, I, I would say. So I, I'm seeing something here about price uh, that you know free is one thing. <laughs> Big ticket is something else. You don't know how much the one in Florida was, do you? Yeah, one hundred and ninety-five dollars. Oh. That's that's better than and, what. No, and I thought it was a good deal because it was two yeah, days of admission. Okay, I was going to ask you that because we we know we've run into those things with events. Oh, it doesn't count. You know, admission yeah. is not included. No, you, my, that was kind of my problem with it is that, you know, who goes there and just gets stays there for two days? So you had to get two days worth of admission was including the price. An event at the Magic yeah, Kingdom. Mike. It's all those local people at their local park. <laughs> is that what it is? I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's what it is. But all those local people, don't they have annual passes? Well, see, there, there's the rub, right? Even with this, this candlelight procession one, I don't need park admission, but they're probably saying that that's included, like that's a big deal, right? Oh, a one, yeah, a one-day Disneyland park hopper ticket is good only for, for use that day. Yeah. on that day. I don't need it. It's like going to the club. You you have to buy the ticket and you don't need it. I, I, the Disneyland one, not worth it. The $195 one, Walt Disney yeah, World, I thought was worth it. Dessert and stage, stage 17. It's right, not. It's so, so not worth it. Okay, so let's well, anyways, move on to... Okay, well, we the got la- Dick, the last Cook Dick Cook and Iger Cook, I, we, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Last time. The last show. Re- yeah, well, two and shows I was ago. reminded at the, that uh, you know, they're talking about the new guy coming from the Disney Channel, Dick Cook made his name. Uh, he started. He was one of the people that helped start the Disney Channel. And that's where he really made a name for himself and moved on into right, but production. He's, he's had a lot of years to get to where he is. Right. Okay. And they're getting rid of Cook supposedly for bad performance right now. Yeah. So they want somebody to step in and run. Or, well, or as they say, they. Uh, different direction. Well, quite frankly, it's a different direction. Is making the same crap they make in the Disney Channel and put it out on mass, you know, movie media. Oh my God! What what I think, Iger, Iger's, I think, heading down the road where you don't have to go to the theater anymore. That you'll get direct video. He's very into technology. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but come on, I, you know, there's something about seeing a film and a. Freaking movie I, house. I, I don't disagree with you. Okay. So, so I, that one I can only say time will tell. Yeah, we moved on. All right. Um, you want to read you want to read her other letter? Yes. Or do you want to do the mouse buster? Uh what okay, why don't you read her other one? Who? Me or Richard? No, 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 no. No, you. Okay. Alright, so here's another mail from Michelle, Pluto Region One. So with my own eyes on Saturday. I was on the Mark Twain around 5.30 p.m. when another passenger pointed it out. Hey, look, there's a dead fish next to the boat. It looked a lot like a giant goldfish, but no way could it be that. So it must have been a carp. It was about a foot long at least. Now, how does a carp end up in the rivers of America? 
If Disney isn't stocking the rivers of America, what the heck is going on? And anyway, if Disney does stock it, what would be the purpose of putting a fish that size? <laughs> Richard and Greg, another question for the show. What's the most unusual things you've seen pulled out of, river, of rivers of America in the years you guys worked there? And she comments that it's been very crowded in the park the last two weekends and nightmare mer- I'm assuming nightmare before Christmas. Merchandise is flying off the shelves. From what I saw, you wouldn't know there was a recession. Interesting to see that Alots was at least half right. They drained the water from around the castle. Yeah, they're demucking it all, and they're demucking the water around. Well, uh, yeah, but that's the, all duck poop. Yuck. Yeah. The th- well, the thing about oh, you that, see the, the trucks they use to drain out your porta potties. They brought yeah. a couple of those. Yeah. In. The, the thing about those areas, and, and the main reason that the river doesn't need it as much anymore, also. River's concrete. Those areas are still... No, that's concrete there, too. Are they, when the did they concrete, concrete those? Isn't yeah, it? They, they concrete that in a little while, but even before they did the rivers of America. Uh, I don't buy that, but yeah, if you say it's concrete now, I don't remember it yeah, being it's, concrete, it's concrete back then. It's, it's been concrete for quite a while. Okay, fine. Um, no, Disney doesn't stock the river. Uh, those fish have found their way in by numerous. The most infamous way they get in the river is because of the ducks. Um Ducks love eating fish. The, the ducks that we have around the, around Disneyland are, of course, wild, and they go to other places, and they like eating fish eggs. They go to where the fi- fish lay them, they eat them up. Some of those eggs will get lodged in their feathers. They'll fly in. When they land in the river, it dislodges, ends up ha- hatching in the uh, river. That's how we've gotten crawdads. we got catfish in there and all sorts or of stuff. Or they get pooped out. Or they get pooped out. It goes through the duck, and it gets pooped out the other end. That's how most of them get in. But some of the uh, goldfish and some of the larger, some of those, yeah, those came not, in. I don't know if I'm buying this pollinization bullshit. By, you know, <laughs> you're the one that brought up Jurassic Park. Nature, yes. nature will find a way. But, but there are some, I will say there are some very large goldfish in the river. And the way they got in was, if anybody remembers about, what was it, 20 years ago. Oh, whoa, wait, Richard, <laughs> the water has been drained out of there since then. Yeah, but not all of it. Not all at the same time. They put cofferdams on the back side to keep some of the uh, wildlife, to keep the fish from necessarily all dying. Not Why would they, they care? They, Why would they? When, okay, when they did Fantasmic, the whole thing was the whole strange. thing. Yeah, yeah that was that was fifteen years ago. And almost. that was after the events where we were giving goldfish away. Yeah, and we've had we've had some of it where people have brought their goldfish in now, to granted, dump, dump their goldfish. I don't in the river. remember if we cut off the water. I think the water stayed by the castle, and stayed, so some stayed, of and those stayed could in have Jungle been, Cruise and all those you know, areas too. But yeah, I know but people yeah, we, had brought their things. Yeah, and dumped and, them but, in but we had the circus. We had the uh, circuit. What was it? Circus fantasy. Circus fantasy. So they the, give away goldfish and they knock over the milk bottles, kind of a thing. Yeah, and people didn't want to carry with them all the day, so they just dumped Dump. them in the river. <laughs> So that's how some of them actually did show up in the river. The goldfish did, but no, nature does find a way, and it is pretty amazing how that all works. So, all right, so not stocking the river. Okay, uh, best place to see the crawdads. Go over to the uh, bridge on the backside of Big Thunder Mountain at the old Bear Pond, and take a look not on the ride side, but on the uh, Bear Pond side of it, right underneath the bridge, and you can see some really good size uh, crawdads. As far as there. things pulled out, other than the kid we pulled out once floating, no, just no. Kidding. Um, usually, you know, people drop you know their sunglasses. All you have to, you know, I, yeah, you drop something in there. I, I dropped my my brand new glasses day one. I wheelchairs, had 
Uh, we had a. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But... We had. We, yeah, we pulled out a couple wheelchairs uh, when they drained it. We finally got Disneyland a, wheelchairs, of course, right? Disneyland wheelchairs, yes. We finally got a uh, Walkman when they were doing a rehearsal way back when Fantasmic was first starting. Uh, they had not a Walkman, um, boombox, big portable stereo. They were doing the uh, uh, rehearsal and they had a tape that they were playing for the dancers to practice with on stage. One girl did a twirl and kicked the stereo right off the chair, right into the river. So that eventually got uh, recovered. A couple of radios that disappeared throughout the years have been recovered. Um, never did recover it, but I know that somewhere down there, there was a $3,000 uh, diamond and emerald ring that a lady in had just gotten from, inherited from her grandmother that had oh. just passed away. And she was showing it to her friend and she took it off her finger while she was on the Mark Twain and I'm sorry, that bounce, sounds like an insurance claim to me. It went bounce, yeah. bounce into the river. We spent hours. We shut down the river, spent hours looking for it. When uh, we actually did dry up, drain the river to uh, demuck it, uh, the same diver that was uh, John, is his name, was one of the was the diver that was in the water looking for it. He and I both went back out where we thought the ring should be. Uh, spent a few more hours out there in the uh, goop before they all. Uh, Trucked it all out of there. Never did find the ring. Yeah, I call yeah. bullshit. Yeah, same here. That sounds, that like, sounds pretty... like someone that wanted some insurance. Um, but you know, who knows? The lady because was, the lady was you pretty drop upset. It, water yeah. moves. Of course, you're gonna be upset. You know, yeah, it's, well, it's like Balloon Boy's parents. They yeah. saw the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was wondering if we could try to work that in there. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good one. <laughs> all right. So, um, and the, but the best one I now I this one I was yeah, told you, the story okay, was. See that time. I know. So, and we got a lot to go through. The, yeah, the so. best one I heard was uh, before they uh, redid uh, New Orleans Square and kind of put all the steps in, there are some good serious slopes, especially between uh, Honda Mansion uh, and uh, French Market Restaurant, the slopes that went down to the lower pathway. And one time, a outdoor vendor lost control of one of the big wagons when they were trying to set it up. It was fully stocked. When those big wagons are fully stocked, they're about... Uh, between 1,500 and 2,000 pounds, it went rolling down the hill and right through the fence and into the water. And they had to, because it got so waterlogged, they had to wait until night and then bring the crane in to lift the wagon out of the water. Cool. All right. And I'm only going to give Al Lutz a quarter credit because that's not very much water up in the front. <laughs> Especially when they still have uh, Snow White's Grotto flooded yeah. and they have water pumps pumping that water over to the other side to continue on down towards the jungle. Coast. All right. Okay. So here we got. One that went to Mousebusters uh, at micegas.com. It's called Lou and a Disneyland question, not really a Mousebuster. Just an FYI, I was just listening to the October 16th show. Lou Mangello has two younger kids, if you care. And okay. Uh, okay. I care, Thank I care you for, for that. kids and all that, but it still doesn't answer the question why Lou never or doesn't ever seem to have his kids or kid stories in the park. My kids are getting older, so you know we don't get as many kid stories. But back in the day, in fact, I got a complaint on my imaginary my way when I first started it that it was about my family and not Disney. And I'm like, wait, isn't Disney supposed to be a family yeah. thing? Would my family be with me, bastards? I mean, that's All your right. reference point, isn't it? Exactly. Okay, I've been meaning to write. <coughs> excuse me. Since I got back from my recent trip to Disneyland, September 15th to 20th. First, let me just say. It was effing crazy 
how many people show up in the park on Friday and Saturday nights. <laughs> and, you know, Michelle had said the same thing. And through October, it has been insanely busy on the weekends. And, and just to throw in, uh, they actually had to put in some restrictions on uh, sign-ins and everything else. Oh, excuse me. And that's... I just saw the memo on Friday that that's to be expected to continue on through November. I don't think you guys should sign in. You need to leave room for us yeah, paying right. people. All right. A bigger part in paying people? How, you only considering how little we pay, pay, right? Yeah. I pay. You, you Did never, I not? No, I'm paying monthly. You pay. Oh, you're paying monthly. Yeah, I'm monthly. Or you're once monthly. a year. Okay. Do, hey, quick, quick tangent on that. Do you think that... Uh, they're talking about jacking the prices for annual pass holders, but if you can pay monthly, is it really going to limit the number of people who are buying the AP? Is it to limit how many people? You know, it's that old argument. Do we raise the price to cut back on how many people purchase? You know, they keep raising the park prices, but it's sure not thinning the park out. No. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it's not going to work. If they if they jack the premium AP up to 500 bucks, but still let you buy it monthly... But you're making the assumption again that the reason to raise the price is to lessen how many people have it. Well, why else did they raise it? To make money. No, no. Why else did they raise it like big? I know they jack it 10, they 15 t- bucks every month, should, every year. It just but went up to because, 429 from 389 Because, quite frankly, people will pay for it, and it's whatever no. the market and will bear. quite frankly, it's still a good value at 500 bucks. Yeah. Well, if they, if they want to restrict I, you know, we've said this before many times, if they want to limit the number of annual pass holders rumor has it that counts up to 850,000 APs for Disneyland 850,000 that's friggin nuts okay now think about that though and uh, what's a one day park cost right now uh, one day park hopper $89 uh, 97 I think All right. shit 97 bucks are you sure? Never trust Frontline Casper. I have a picture. <laughs> I have a picture of the latest board somewhere. Uh, well, anyway, at, at that price, it only takes you five days to pay for your five hundred dollar annual pass. So it's still a great deal. Plus, you get all the discounts at you know the Florida. Yeah, but I don't, know, I don't want. Don't get. I'm tired of the freaking crowds. I want the low end freaking APs to go away. Okay, well, we've, yeah, been, yeah. we've been joking. The, yeah. the slow days of Disneyland are gone forever. Uh, that's not totally true. The dead days have gone away, but there are yeah. significantly slower days. In fact, Chris had pictures on Main Street where there were maybe 10 people on the whole street two, yeah. three weeks ago in the middle of the week. I look forward to those days. Yeah, I used to too. But they can be boring because you got to find things to do. But what would you say, 18,000? 850,000 annual pass holders for okay. Disneyland. Now, I'm going to equate... That's a freaking metric butt-ton. I'm going to equate annual pass holders to gym memberships. A lot of people buy them, especially the cheap one, and don't go that often. I bet you out of that hundreds of thousands, a small percentage regularly use it like a madman. Uh, I'm pretty sure the people who buy the cheapest annual pass know their friggin' blockout dates. And and Richard can tell you they they anticipated just a few weeks ago a big weekend because the weekends finally came back to the cheap pass. Well, well, yeah, and that's one of the reasons right now there's no sign-ins on Fridays because weekends are restricted to the cheaper annual passes right now. So they expect huge crowds to come in on Fridays, which huge crowds do come in on Fridays. Richard was correct. One-day park hopper, $97. Wow. 
one park. In your face. One, in your face. <laughs> one day, one park ticket, $72. Fuck. That's a lot of money. Yeah, times that by family of four. Yeah, times, or how about someone that shows up at noon on a day it closes at six? And well, that parking, doesn't happen anymore. Parking's now $14. Oh, damn, I'm getting, grease me up. Stroller rental is $14. Shit. Yeah, that's right. God. All right, let's, let's keep Plus going. Plus America, that's freaking painful. double strollers that are coming, getting ready to come in. Double too. strollers? The, yeah. The, like the Disney, the Disney World wide plastic things? Pass. Yeah, very similar to that. I hate those things. All right. All right let's keep moving on here. Uh, what else we got? Let's see. <sighs> okay, see. We're saying in the... Okay, we're blah, blah, blah. Crazy part the, Friday and Saturday. First... Let me say how effing uh, crazy, blah, blah. I couldn't believe how many people show up after about 5 p.m. and just camp out for fantastic and fi- or fancraptic and fireworks. Did I uh, mention how sorry, effing four. crazy? Also, maybe it is fixed by now, but... He doesn't say fancraptic. It's his fan no, I, no, I, <laughs> You editorialized it. Here. Yes, okay. I said. <laughs> I'm trying to be a talking head. I'm, okay. I'm you know, building up my points to, uh, you know, all right. distort so, news. Like come all on, other. we got 22 minutes, and you got to well, get to if this. Richard hadn't gone on his carp story and other crap. All right, go, really go, go. Uh, interrupting me. Go. So. Um, <laughs> okay, he's asking about the, the Tomorrowland entrance. It's done. They put new concrete down. No big deal. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to skip through some of that. Um, okay, this would be fine. He's talking about having those construction walls up. And they only left it to where maybe four people could walk side by side. But he's talking about when, uh, excuse me, I think people were heading out of Tomorrowland would forget they were in a walking path and just stop thinking, oh, I can watch the parade from here. What a great spot. Not thinking, oh, if I stop, it might hold up all of the people behind me to get out of this area kind of what we were talking about earlier where people don't pay attention this was the only thing that really effing sucked hope that entrance is fixed by now it yes, is yes it is <coughs> and by the way mike the cough is allergy nothing wrong i've been going through some medical things just to make sure okay uh, uh luckily i don't have to do that you know 50 year old up your behind that's <laughs> coming dude <laughs> and it's not yeah. at your 50s <laughs> uh, all right no they said i think 5-0 was when they want to do it is it really uh got, I, I asked the guys so do they my i play poker with a couple older guys and they've been complaining about that test there's got to be a new modern way for that right he's shaking his head nope <laughs> Damn! Move rivers wider than a mile. Yeah, <laughs> just <Okay>. relax. <laughs> yeah, relax. Uh, Breathe easy. Doc, is that your whole fist got, up got there? Your whole fist up there, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Did they have kid or kids trying to direct traffic? But that didn't seem to work well in this area. When they had to direct traffic for fan. Tasmic and the fireworks, they seemed to have a plan and they kept people moving like they knew what they were doing. Though I hate crowd control for fireworks. They just it's a dumb way they move people around. Okay. That's just my frustration. Here's the real question. So this will be partly for you, Richard. Okay. So in Frontierland, I think I had this correct, right in front of the riverboat, there's a stand that sells frozen lemonade. Yes. They have two sizes, a regular for four bucks and a souvenir cup for seven dollars. Right. Both of these are prices or both of these prices are listed on the board and tax is already included. I don't have a problem with the price. Here's the confusion I had. So we 
bought a couple of these lemonades from the stand in the first few days, and they were great. A few days into the trip, my wife wanted another one, but we already passed this stand, and we're just past the Animal Petting Zoo, which would be on the uh, Big Thunder Big Trail. Add um, into Fantasyland. So I said, I'm sure we can find somewhere, so let's keep going. To my wife's delight, I know it's not really something most people would get happy about, but she loved these things. There was a stand right when you entered Fantasyland from Frontierland, and wait a minute, they're cheaper on the other stand. Score! <laughs> I think the board showed $3.60 somewhat. Wow, we were thinking we found a great deal most people don't know about. So we go ahead and order one, and as the cast member is making her uh, making her drink, I asked the girl what the, the ringing up, why they were cheaper than the stand down the other way. This is where she crushes my excitement and says it's because our tax, our tax uh, is it included in the price? Yes. Is, I'm sorry, I skipped down line. Is included in the price on the board and will end up being about the same price. She says, but she rings it up and it's going to be four dollars and one cents. The price at the other stand was only four dollars. I did not make a big deal about it and I didn't say anything because I don't care about a penny. But in the big picture of how can they or why would they charge one price at one stand and a different price at another for the same product? Or why does one have tax included in the listed price and the other doesn't? I know it's only a penny, but that adds up over time. Like I said, I didn't say anything after she said 401. We just paid and took our drinks and enjoyed it. Not a big deal. I just said to my wife, we will send this question to MiceCast. Maybe they will know or have an option. We did have a great time at Disneyland. We took a lot of your guys' tips and options with us, and we really enjoyed the parks and CA. You should have called us. We could have enjoyed it. Yeah, them. no kidding. Uh, I sent the email to Mouse Busters, uh, to all of you. I don't know if you would consider this a Mouse Buster. Tom from Minneapolis. Minnesota. Minnesota. In, 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 the, in the short version of the answer, it's this was what we talked about when outdoor vending was kind of being broken up in restaurants were handling certain stands. While outdoor vending where it was adding handling the others outdoor vending uh has always had the tax already included so they generally don't have a cash register they just have the little cash box or their apron so they just have to figure out you know four dollars blah blah the restaurants have cash registers on so they have the cash register that they just put the basic price and then whatever the the going tax rate is is added on after the fact but yeah that's that's just one of those little things that it, when you do the taxes, when you do it backwards, they round it off to, you know, they'll say when you're doing it backwards, okay, the drink is actually, uh, we're charging 39 cents, so we'll the drink's 461, but we'll bring it up to even or 361, and we'll bring it to even four dollars. But when you want to charge it, you you put a charge on there that says okay, uh, or what would that be 359. 359. It just it, the tax just adds up funky when you're doing it forwards and backwards because you're going for that quarter of a percent or half a percent going on there. Okay, why well, sent the same question condensed to our favorite galactic hero mm. who is a lead for outdoor vending, yeah. Outdoor vending. Outdoor Avengers. So here was his five part answer. The funny thing was it didn't come in order. And I had <laughs> that, that was weird. <laughs> Uh, one of five. Well, Gregory, all the lemonade carts in the park are vending and therefore only dealing quarters, except for the one in Fantasyland. When it went down 
for refurb a little while ago, operations turned the cart over to Village House by making it part of the fruit cart in the same area. This improved guest flow. We would occasionally get guests who wanted to buy an apple or root beer from us, and they would end up waiting in two lines. But since this cart is operated by Village House CMs, they only have oh they can deal with pennies, nickels, and dimes, so they would get the charge tax too. But whenever you're in the park and you want to buy a frozen lemonade, go to the cart by Casey Jr. It's the only one that gives discounts. What? Okay. Probably AP discounts is what I'm guessing. Okay. Or he's making a funny and saying your penny discount because it's only going to be four bucks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. The closest vending lemonade cart that was around there is around the corner over by Storybook. I can't. It's a, well, he uh, says by Casey Jr. So. Yeah, Casey Jr. is a churro cart that sits over there. Well, All right. So, we've got lemonade over there, so he's he should be in the know. Interesting. Uh, lemonade there. Yes. Uh, it was interesting to know. So, good question from those guys. Let me clear these people off our email answered list. And yeah, it's going into the mouse buster pile. All right. Have we compiled, uh, you know, anything to put on our website that we have, you know, busted or not busted all of these things? No. Oh, I was going to give you this, Richard, because right. I know it's a fake. Um, on the behalf of trustee and an executor of the estate of the late. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the uh, wife's? No, ma- no it's slightly different. different. Very different. Very different. For some reason, that name popped up as somebody you knew had that name, or but anyways. So I just thought it was funny, and it came from barrister Andrew Fraser Esquire. That, that would be <laughs> yeah. No, that's so, very different. In the trash. Hey. Uh, yes. Remember we, uh, you know. Did the Mesa Verde Times where he kind of yeah. rolled to that? The <clears throat> one of the founders of that site he left us a voicemail. Did he now? We got he a did. voicemail this time. Yes. So if you'd like, I can play it. We like. Oh yes. Can you? But uh, quickly, I need to. You got this mail, but we never we never had a chance to tell Richard about it. Richard should have got it, but he probably didn't read it. Uh, it was from Ryan. Um. I was listening to the famous three-hour and twenty-minute episode, looking back ahead again, oh. where where the pole man coined the name Shaft, and yes. Shaft mentioned the digging down fifteen to twenty feet thing in Space Mountain, and I realized that everyone forgot to call bullshit on him. Why did it take so long for this call out uh, to call out this frontline quote unquote frontline cast member moment? Moment, keep up the good work of the shows, rock on frogs. P.S. For Greg, you also received a blank email. Oh, the Foogs. Foogs. Because his name is Ryan Fulgoni. Fulgoni. So I think Foogs might be his uh, nickname, huh? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> might so be. And I'm please, gonna... please play us to the voicemail. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, yeah. Got to turn this back on. All right, here we go. Hey, this is Luke Gibson from Mesa Verde Times. Uh, I just now listened to you guys' as, uh uh, thingy hat on the stair, and I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, give me a call back if you if you want. Talk some more about it, you know. All right. Yeah, keep up the good work. Love it. Bye. So there, a voicemail so from, see, Ho- from Hoot really Gibson. 
There really is a voicemail. If any of you want to call in, we yeah. can not yeah. just read your letters, but actually play you on the Yeah, air. we need to have that guy on. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to. see if we can do that. I, 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 sorry, go ahead. All right, well, I, I sent an SMS to that phone, but it's probably not a cell phone now that I'm thinking because it doesn't answer me back. Somehow when you say I'm sending an SMS, I think you need to be playing ABBA's SOS. SOS. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Text him. How's that? I'm texting him. But anyway, so I'll try to find an email off their, web, off their website and say, you know, yeah. I was going back, and I found another Pluto Region 1 email, which maybe where kind of Richard was going. Um, and she says, it's a big, long email. I'm not going to go into it all. <coughs> but um, that being said, what exactly is the nature of this event and business model for D23? After watching DCP's video Disney Channel pre. I don't, what is DCP? I don't. Uh, I'm convinced that part of the business model is to provide the DF fan with unprecedented access to the business side of Disney, including cast member style access. Look at the recent behind the scene tours being offered by Adventures by Disney, which is what you were saying, to see the evidence that they are opening up restricted areas of the company, usually available only to cast members as new consumer exploits. That exploitation, that's the word I was looking for. Yes, just exploit a new market. Hey, you know, that's if, it. if that's people it. are going to pay, then they're, you know. Yeah, see, because, yeah, she goes and she says, I believe the expo is modeled off the annual cast member only Disney Tech Convention, particularly the last one, which was somewhat different than in years past. Instead of having mainly outside technology vendors, they had the Disney business segments sharing what they were doing. It seemed to be quite a success and heavily attended. However, some D23 attendees may find Disney business segments and what they are doing to be a bit dry. Yeah, she, I remember reading this when I was making my comment because I think that she hit a pretty, the nail pretty much on the head. Is the uh, expo did remind me a lot of the cast member expos that we have every year, uh, except on steroids. Okay. So, but that, that's exactly the feeling I got from it when I was at D23. Okay, I got to do mention this last part. Uh, thanks for always entertain the always entertaining shows. I especially enjoyed the recent uh, revealing revelations by Richard about the Disneyland waterfalls and all being interconnected, and the revelation sometimes back of Richard swimming, which I'm still calling bullshit, and Rivers of America. <laughs> has got to be the funniest visual for me in the show's history. More so than Shaft, I guess. Wow, that's inter that's interesting. And the entertaining discussion about Al Lutz. Why does he hate Disney so? The podcasts have helped keep me my sanity this five week stay in Denver. Uh, it's so gonna be interesting to see what happens because he was speaking so royally of uh, the new president, Greg. Uh, Greg. Uh, Greg. Greg, um, the bus boy from freaking Contemporary. Yeah, that's not great. Is that where you got to start, George? George. George. Yes, that's where you got to start. Well, you know what? I finally saw somebody kind of call him to task. Maybe it was in the forums. Uh, somewhere I read that, you know, just because Al thinks that a good Disney president needs to be in the park invisible all the time, you know, why is he... Yeah, you, you and know, I were kind of part of that conversation. Yeah, on the board. Why yeah. did he make this big judgment based on how he thinks the company is run? What the hell does Al do for a living? Has he ever worked for Disney? Has he ever tried to work up management? It's kind of like a lot of these pundits and talking heads. Well, They've never actually done the work, yeah, but it's easy to complain from the outside. And it's like we've, we've discussed here, uh, you know, the way Matt Wiemann ran the show is a very valid uh, business model in the way that uh, – 
Ed Greer ran in the show's very valid business oh, model. Did you see? It's very different from one another. Okay, so. now, now the whole time Ed Greer was here, old Al was giving him crap. Oh, you're in Mr. Invisible. Oh, you only show up when there's a camera there. Oh, da 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 right? And then it comes out when Ed Greer, you know, quits or retires or whatever the hell his situation was, which is, you know, fishy to begin with, right? It, comes, it seems like yeah. it, it might not be, it, but it, it just seemed kind it of abrupt. It does, yeah. But it the, com- announce, the announcement came out. Yeah. We, we usually know a few weeks ahead of time. Yeah. Things, the, yeah. Then it comes out that, oh, he worked really hard to smooth ruffled feathers behind the scenes with the city. Yes, yeah, I, I saw that. I'm thinking, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, good thing, good thing he did that, but he still wasn't around enough inside the park. Well, it's like okay. some of the people who will bash on Eisner, and then they a lot of times there is, but, you know, he did do that. Because, quite frankly, all these people who are bashing on Eisner and this megalomaniac, this, this blah, 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 you know what? Okay, let's take everything back Eisner ever did. We'll yeah, go back I, to this little boutique company with, with no Animal Kingdom, no Disney MGM. No um, Paris. No, well, some people might not think that's bad. No Paris, no DCA. No Hong Kong. Uh, well, Hong Kong, yeah, no Hong Kong, no Disney Seas. Um, okay, so here's a problem with the whole Eisner thing, is that people... No studio. E- people equate his issues with the whole his whole tenure yes i and, know and he's and he only had these problems in the last five or six years yeah you have to look at like air you know, like call it you know 90 through whatever you know when he first 80, took over you know 84 to 96 96 to yeah find the day when wells died give it about another year and then that's where your two eras of Eisner, I think, are. I, I, I was say, I think the first the first mistake he made was the Michael Ovitz thing. That was his first. Yeah, big but, you know, I from screw up. It was, I think, in hindsight, but I, you know, I don't think the reason he brought him in was necessarily the wrong reason. It just didn't work out right, and he didn't. He didn't have, I don't think, the confidence in him. I think he thought he was this person known in the industry. People will respect that. He's but an he, agent. You know, well, well, Since when does an agent run a studio? Well, I, exactly. Well, he didn't know anything about Disney. He, well, he wasn't necessarily running a studio. He was the number. He was, he was the chief uh, operating officer. Chief operating oh, that's right. See, oh, that's right. That's right. See, here, 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 here's your thing: is is after after Frank died. Do, do we want to go down this line? No, uh, no, because you know we're we're uh, we, we can fudge it a little bit. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh now it comes oh, out. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, I was just going to th- throw in. I was surprised you were down here, but he had to return something to get it out of his house. I know his wife was probably bugging him to get rid of it. Something I loaned yeah. to him. So, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> huge, huge rolls of plans to the contraband uh, plans to uh, the Star Trek experience in Vegas. I have I have a bunch of working drawings and artist drawings um, that I uh, I got in legal means. I mean, they were given by legal methods, yes. But they're huge. I mean, I did a little presentation to this little Girl Scout troop. Cub Scouts. What's the difference? They're boys Boys and girls. Some of them you couldn't hardly tell with the hair length. Oh, the the ADA distraction, you know, issues. Uh, All right, so the ADHA. But anyways, go ahead. Okay, so (laughs) anyway, Ed Greer, right? So you had you had a point about Eisner, though, Richard. I was just going to say that with the whole Ovitz thing is that was at the point where he was trying to run the company and they said, no, you really need somebody else. He brought in Ovitz thinking that he was going to be, you know, business dude coming in and Ovitz made his career being the idea guy. And that's what made Frank and uh, Michael work so well is 
Michael was the idea guy, and Frank was the one that was able to create the business model and how everything to, to work. Uh, now suddenly you got Ovitz, which is another Michael Eisner, and yes, I remember the day announced it. He, he, they they were going to be fighting. There's going to be so much infighting between well, the two of them. It's not even he, funny. He, he two giant friggin' yeah. egos. He didn't know enough about Disney. He got duped on the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Was very pivotal at the end to having it shut down. It totally, totally sandbagged by uh, middle management who wanted to shut the ride down in Florida. Also, according to the uh, stuff I've researched and yeah, looked, we uh, did we did a show on that. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you were going to say, uh, Mike, about Ed Greer. Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of equating that that get the bashing. You know, they only remember. The last thing they did, right? They the don't bad remember. times, yeah. I mean, what is Nixon remembered for? <laughs> Watergate, right? Yeah. Right, but only Nixon could go to China. And he did in the war. <laughs> <Vietnam, or not laughs> right. That's right. Um, he had a lot of good things. Um, uh, some bad things, too, but obviously, uh, what is Carter remembered for? <sighs> the freaking Iran, the hostage fiasco. Hostage yeah. inflation. Now, he's one in particular. I'm not sure I could find any good thing about it. But uh, More concerned about foreign policy than domestic policy. You're gonna find, every president is going to have his high and low. Every leader, every business uh, person, they're going to be remembered for either the best or the worst. I mean, Mike Gates is going to be remembered for what? Like, Gobbling up everybody else, being a you know yeah. a ruthless businessman, or will he be remembered for the billion or millions of dollars, maybe billions he gives away? Billions of dollars, you know. I don't. Eh, I sincerely doubt he'll be remembered for the charity work. I, I don't think yeah. he will. Yeah. It's not really played up, but he'll be remembered as the guy who gobbled this one up or had crappy operating systems, but we he had no other options. Well, and, we don't need to talk about know. Millennium and Vista, do we? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, now, okay, so if you want to talk about the Disneyland president and and the outlet's contention that the Disneyland president needs to be, you know, visible, visible. and out there. Okay, you know, I I know, Greg, you kind of take a more of an on-the-fence look or stance on this, but Paul Pressler, Cynthia Harris were not, they didn't do good for Disneyland. They Okay, so you're saying there is nothing good those two ever did? I... There's not one thing they did. I seem to remember when she first came on, Richard singing praises. Yes, because she was not Paul Pressler. Anything could be better than Paul Pressler, right? Was it it that, or was did he see things in her from her prior position that gave him hope? What was her prior position? The stores. Her prior position was she was uh, Paul's lieutenant, so she was like the VP over park operations. And he came out of the stores. Well, she came from the stores too. So anyway, he, he I, came I, in when he came in as president of Disneyland. He brought her over. Okay, to okay. Be, now, you, but your biggest property. complaint is every corner became like plush corners and merchandising. They kicked, it, they kicked and out they, a lot of they, the, the and they homogenized the, the merchandise got homogenized, right? But turn that all around. Has that been good for the company? Sure, it's management yeah. by spreadsheet, dude. Well, no, no, no. Forget the spreadsheet bullshit. No, it's like, no, that, that's no, it's the cliche that's... you always run back. <laughs> but it's the truth. Uh, it's, well, wait, it's wait a second. Well, wait a second. Is it been good for the company to make more money? Uh, it, the ex- the experience to the average the, guest. The company made plenty of money when Walt was around doing things over and above their guest expectations. That is true, but okay, we're also so, not so in the same kind of economy that we were then. You can't have oh, the wait, guy in 1990. The, the economy wasn't that much in the yeah, tank. Well, when, no, no, no. It's just a different type of 
expectations. We don't sell bras on Main Street anymore. We don't sell uh, pianos on Main Street anymore. We don't have areas that just showcase things because maybe you'll go down the street and buy the Willinger now because you saw it at Disneyland, right? No, no. What we have, though, are rides that don't open when the park opens or carts that don't open when the park opens or things that don't open or close before the park, or closes. Before the park <laughs> closes. We have all that crap because it's it's cutting labor hours. It's management by spreadsheet. Yeah, but that's, and, that's, that's systemic of a lot of things and not just Paul Pressler. Well, you know. Okay, did Lindquist do that? Um, there were things that closed earlier. Some attractions that didn't stay open till uh, really late. I don't think in my time, uh, for example, Tiki Room always opened with park opening. It seemed to remember no, open about an hour after. About an hour after. Uh, so there were some examples of that. Certain locations of carts, let's say way back in. Bear Country that were closed. Early. No, 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 no. The oh, cart was not on stage if the cart was not on open. That's true. Okay, there, there were back some in that day, carts that were not mobile. The, po- the popcorn, the popcorn carts were the only carts that would stay on stage. Thank you. So those stayed on stage, would, opened or closed. Would, well, if they weren't going to be opening that day, they would have been pulled off stage. Okay. If they're going to be opening that day, then they would be on stage. But they would be on stage prior to the park opening. They'd okay, be but stage. what if they closed before the park, like the Bear Country one? They would still be on stage, even if they're closed. Even if they're closed, because they don't, but they have not, to be pulled in and out with, they, the they, they, with a little with a forklift. With a forklift, okay. And if and if they're if they were planning not to use the Bear Country popcorn cart, which it was one of the earlier first ones pulled. Then it would be pulled off stage that morning before the park opens up. But I'll, I'll give you an example of something that was I thought was really cool. By the way, since you mentioned, and you see, cross your fingers are pretty cool because this this ties into when we be, we keep saying Bear Country instead of Critter Country. Uh, I just came across. I mean, I brought all my mo- mother's or family's slides over to my house, and I, I saw a few of those. I found ones from 1972, which is the year Bear Country opened. And changed over from the um, uh, Indian village. Yeah. And oh, wow. there in front of the Country Bear Jamboree, an e-ticket. Yep. Getting ready to go in Country Bear Jamboree. Before that big fancy sign with all the bears popping out of it. In front of the Bear Country sign. It took me for a minute to orientate that myself. You? That's me. That's a little that me. That's a little Greg McNaughton. This was the old restrooms. I, for for a minute, I yeah. thought we were looking. Wait, that should be the Mile Long Bar. No, it's the old restrooms. The restrooms, yeah, where um, Splash Mountain at. This is, is the now. exit uh, to Bear Country Jamboree, which is now the exit of. Uh, uh, there, there are some family, people, friends sitting in That's the mine the old train. Mine train, yeah. There's the and exit. here's something I actually don't remember in the park. We're on Main Street. You can yeah. see Plaza Gardens behind me. I remember me. them. The dew picker upper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The honey pot. They still run those in Florida. They still have them out all the time, yeah. but you don't see them at Disneyland anymore. No. So, um, and that's on my Flickr website. Imagining my way. Yeah. You, you, okay, you guys asked about something specifically. I can say that I thought was pretty cool when Cynthia when Cynthia became president of Disneyland. Uh, I was still at that time a little active with the canoe races. I was one of the canoe officials out there, and I had some friends that actually got a team together, not to win a race. Let's say they have the longest time. I think it was 22 minutes to complete the uh, canoe circuit there, but they're doing they're goofing off all over the place on it. But they took they convinced Cynthia to be part of their team, so she was out there on the canoes with them as they would do things like 
they stopped at the Mark Twain where they had one of their team members who worked at the Riverbell Terrace come out onto the Mark Twain with sandwiches and drinks and serve them on board the canoe. And then they what, would come at five thirty in the morning. This is five thirty in the morning. They stopped the canoe. Uh, they pulled alongside the Mark Twain parked it for a few minutes while they were being served uh, drinks and sandwiches. And then they would continue on. They would turn the canoe around backwards and just row backwards uh, for a short little bit. They, they did all these things. And I think they have the record as the longest canoe run during the race, which was like 22 minutes. But they convinced Cynthia to go out with them and be part of the team. And she had so much fun with it that when traditionally – Canoes were always closed during the winter. They were only open during the summer months. She told operations, no, you have to have this open year-round because there's just too much fun that can be had out there. And I thought that was kind of cool. And, yeah, it's it's now where we, we – it's closed during the week, but on the weekends during the winter we'll still have the canoes open unless there's bad weather. So, I mean, that's that's one that everybody kind of cheered when she made that decision out that said, no matter what, we got to have the canoes open. That's nice. I'm sure. I mean, you know, Disneyland wasn't exactly going down the toilet, but it wasn't exactly the shining star it had been under either of those guys' reigns. But it sure didn't keep the – you know, if guests were so unhappy with the way they ran it, it sure didn't show by attendance. No, it didn't. And no. I, I think the, the – I've, I've made the comment before. The only thing I really saw as a downfall wasn't so much that, the, that it was bad. It's just that – you can see merchandise, which was Paul and well, that, Cynthia's that's, that's their background. That was their background. Merchandise became the number one issue throughout. I mean, they cut back entertainment. They cut back uh, certain ride maintenance issues. Uh, but well, merchandise did they cut only back expanded. or did they try? See, we've had this argument about T-Ur being all, all the, the stuff with uh, facilities. Did they try another approach? Because there's nothing wrong with trying something new, but... The problem with it, or uh, the the flip side of it, is if it doesn't work, you need to recognize it and either go back to the old way or adapt to another way to continually improve on something, right? They tried another approach to reduce overhead, which is a business, good business sense. Yes. But as I had said when I sat, because I was part of facilities during that time, as I said some of those times. And and who was in charge of the park at this time? Uh, at the time, uh, that would still be Paul. Okay, so Pressler's time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the comment I had made during those times is, we have tried this before, and this was the result. That's why we went back. Now, and when, okay. I was told by T. Irby, well, you didn't try hard enough. Okay. Well, now, so. okay, now <laughs> let's let's fill in some of the blanks a little bit so. on that story. When you said we. I'm quoting, we tried this before. How long had you been in facilities at that time? I had been in facilities for about six months at that time. Okay, so the collective we was when you were in facilities? No, the collective we would have been, I was in a couple other departments. I was friends with people. You that, were you were still having things pop and jump around in front of you and tongues being frozen by things you dispensed? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. And, and at that but, <laughs> Well, actually, no, I take that back because I had already uh, graduated from that part into another division where I was actively uh, talking with people on a regular day-by-day basis. Well, I talked to somebody every day I worked there, but and actively. I mean, as as in a participant (laughs) 
as a participant in some of the activities. But we've had this argument before. you got a guy that's a head of facility. He's an ex-military person who's worked with right. contracts and, and all this. And you've he, was got, in, he was in charge of Army Aviation, right. if I remember correctly. You've correct. got some punk at a radio telling you, we've done this before, or we know... Now, come on. Uh, Grant, that's like E1 telling a general, you know what, I really don't think we charge this to charge this hill because we've done this before. Didn't really work so well. Can we try this end around? The general's going to look at you and say, who the hell are you? You're here to do what I say, not to be... Now, if it was a guy in a blue blue, blue clothes, the maintenance guys, I think they were in blue back then. Uh, I don't know if they still are. And he says, you know what? We've been we tried that before in the Jungle Cruise and it just didn't work. And the guy says you didn't try hard enough. Then I would say the guy didn't give a guy who's got his hands on the things the chance to really get in there and say we've tried that before. But you get what I'm saying. I'm not trying well, to diminish I'm, your your possible knowledge on okay. it, but you're looking at him from that perspective. I'd look at you and okay. say, what the hell? No, no. At the time, I was in a salaried position as management, as supervisor, in facilities. And, you know, you would expect that the general would listen to a few of his lieutenants now and then when a lieutenant is trying to make a valid point. You, and the lieutenant has read the history and has understood what the history is and is trying to explain the history okay. of what those that fail to learn from history okay. are doomed okay. to repeat it. You and were we salaried, but you weren't management. I was classified as management during that time. But you didn't manage anybody. Um, yeah, I did. You made radio calls that said, go fix this, go fix that. No, there was a lot more to it than that. I was, I was, uh, we oversaw how things were getting fixed at times. That's where I learned how to fix a few th things firsthand. Okay. okay. Are we done now? Sure. Why not? Okay. Cause you know, you can, Anyways. you guys can take that. Uh, I know we could beat him the hell on this or, you know, question this or that. But, um, All right. Well, you know, I, you know, I just think sometimes people, you know, Make any uh, and, an easy and quick was, judgment, and it was the blue the shirts that mentioned that too. Okay. And he and he basically said he didn't want to hear any blue shirts. Yeah. So you know, that's, I, that's, I'm, I have to take your word for it and believe that's what happened. I don't know. It doesn't sound well, like something. You know, Tier be Tier we got shown the friggin' door when we met showed up. So if he was yeah. doing such a shit hot job, he wouldn't have been no, shown the door. I. I, and okay. I like one of Matt's comments that he made over and over again as he passed by my desk up there where he said, oh, I got to go up to Burbank to argue for some more money on things that should have been fixed 10 years ago. And, <laughs> and I agree. <coughs> if you, Now, again, you know, and, and this is always speculation. Okay, T. Irby was shown the door or did he decide to retire or did he not like the way the management was? Did they not interact well with him? It's not always performance. Sometimes it's simply because management styles don't get along. That's true, too. So we, I don't know where we got the information he was booted and canned and what our sources no, are. I, I, you know, but, who know, I don't know, but he didn't last that long after. You're true, but you know, you're getting... So, so how no, long, how long does it take, problem. Richard, excuse me, Greg, yeah. how long does it take to really determine if your management styles clash or not? A day? A week? Five minutes. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'd say you know right away. Sometimes it might take okay. longer. Now, now depends, Mick, on what, depends on what level of management, what's your okay. interaction on a daily basis, and quite possibly, yeah, he might have come in and said, why aren't these things fixed? Why are we running an all-graveyard maintenance thing instead of doing stuff during the day when it happens? Because we've had those conversations. didn't make much sense. Yeah. Before. Now, here's the next. Now, fold in the you know how much money he's making. 
Yeah. Right. So, oh shoot, you know, I'm making, you know, 250k, maybe it's worthwhile putting up with the bullshit. Yeah. I don't or, know. Or you know, it's very possible that Irby's like, you know, I'm on my second go around here. I'm double dipping. I don't feel like putting up with the BS anymore. You know. Oh yeah, cuz his general's freaking retirement was 250k. Yeah. Yes, no, that's that, not bad, huh? No, it wasn't. <laughs> not bad you know, at all. I'm sure it's just <laughs> I will say that there there were some valid points that he was trying to make at the time that I that I think he applied the wrong kind of good information to the wrong field because the way they do it in the army with the part it's it just well, doesn't necessarily apply to a daily operation right well well one of the things is uh, that he was trying to apply, apply was we were trying to keep track one of the things we did was we were trying to keep track of what te- what downtimes we had what the cause was. And we were going to keep track of every part on every attraction so that we knew we got a good idea of what the lifespan of the, let's say, this part X. This widget, yeah. yeah. The widget, how long the lifespan is of a widget. If the lifespan of a widget is 100 hours, then we'll change these things out at 90 hours. And overall, uh, that should take care of the problem. In aircraft, particularly helicopters, which, he, like I said, my understanding, he came from Army Aviation. That is exactly... Well, you know that, Mike. I mean, you worked with helicopters, right? Yes. There, there's exactly. no, there's no, no, no. It's not. There's things that 100 hours goes 100 hours comes in for a certain set of inspection and change. Doesn't matter if the part's brand new or not. Doesn't matter if the part was changed because it broke 10 hours early. At right. 100 it's, hours, it goes through. So. And that's that's exactly how he was trying to set up the attractions. Is that when the time comes in, we just change them out, and that should. Keep, and if we change them out, you know, at a precise time, based upon what we know of the lifespan of those. No, parts, but see that. Okay, but you're in aviation. You know that 100 hours is not some freaking based on anything. It's just that's a number they came up with, right? Well, uh, so well, so 100 hours on an airplane is not the same thing as 100 hours on a on a an attraction. See, it's, fl- it's 100 hours of flight time, right? Correct. Right. 100 hours. Not, it's not it's been sitting on a tarmac. Well, it's, no, no. It's, you know, idling. Well, think about this. No, no, Engine time. When you crank, the okay. clock starts. Well, it's engine time. Well, well, so clocks, yeah. Think about this. You've got two vehicles, a Nissan van and a Ford van. They're actually the same vehicle, okay, a few years ago. There's a timing chain on a, these uh, high-output engines. Or timing, it's like, I don't think it's a chain, it's a belt. Belt, yeah. A serpentine belt, I forgot. The 120,000 miles, typically, where's the replacement? Because yeah. if that thing goes out, the high-compression engine, you're, from what I'm saying, your heads will hit your, I mean, your pistons will hit your heads, bad thing. So these keep it in check. The Ford, because I had a guy at work who had the Ford. I had the Nissan. On the Ford, they told him, like, uh, 70,000 miles it had to be changed. On the Nissan, they told me 90,000. So he had been in his shop saying, well, Nissan can go to 90. Can I stretch it out to 90? No, you need it now. And But they wouldn't give the same guarantee that Nissan did. Same car, same part. They've, they've arbitrarily come up with a different number. Sure. Because they want the cash, I guess, to change the part. But I don't know. Here's the funny thing with, with maintenance of things like that is that... Uh, Who comes up with those numbers? You know? Yeah, well, there's that. And then, you know, if you're wrong... You know, yeah, yeah well, we can go to we can go to 100 hours. Oh shit, it breaks at 90. Well, especially yeah, we, when something's brand new. If that was a brand new engine in the first year, 
they've had what they could have only tested it maybe six months to a year in the product. I don't know. Well, that, yeah, that was guessing. the whole thing. We were working very close with this outside company. I believe it's called the McKinley Group, that which are your efficiency experts. And <laughs> the whole thing was was we were we were trying to set up exactly what we can do so that we could have things fixed or have things replaced just before or at you know at an established time prior to when you would have any problems with it. The idea being you won't have problems. Just like, you know, you replace parts on a helicopter, not when they're worn, not when, when the time comes up, they get replaced. And that's exactly what we were doing uh, with the attraction. You know, interestingly but enough, are, somewhere Disney's lost, over the time had lost this information or not paid attention to it. Because I've seen old films where, um, for instance, the, the old Utopia cars, they bought you know, certain batteries from this battery vendor. The battery vendor shows up, says, oh, it's about, you should be needing new batteries now. You know, real short life period. They, you know, our life cycle says they should be gone by now. And no, well, you find that because they're drained totally every day and we recharge them, they're getting a full drain. They're lasting two or three times what the, your estimate is. And Disney used to be really good on the maintenance and know some of this stuff. It just, it seems like maybe over time, they, you know, knowledge wasn't passed on or they got lazy well, even before T. Irby around, you know, because when remember when we I first got there, you'd been there a while. And our, our friend Clipboard George, you know, was lamenting that this is all Eisner's fault, you know, pointing <laughs> around. And I'm like, look, see that dry rot? That's more than because uh, when I came in, Eisner had only been there a little less than four years. That dry rot is not four years. That dry rot dry rot's a lot older than that that maintenance over there is a lot older than that it's just over the years disney had cut back from what they once were you got to wonder what it was like when walt was there because even during i mean there's stories of him walking around the park pointing shit out to people saying fix that i understand and and there was a point in the 70s early 80s they were still doing things that had been cut back from what they were cut back even more over time because even if you want to say manage by spreadsheet, you cannot tell me that prior to this, they didn't look at spreadsheets and go, you know, we need to do something here. We need to make more money. We well, need to, I, think, I think part of it's also is that uh, you're trying to manage things. That you're trying to, in adjustment for the cost, you tried to farm out certain areas. You didn't farm out near as much in the past, I don't think, as, as you would do today. No, and we had that in the military when I was about to get out. I'm, I'm just talking about converted. Disney in general. No, I know. I, I never understood. I mean, I understand the subcontracting, but I do and I don't because you still pay for it in one way or the other. Yeah, they may go hire cheap labor. They don't pay as much to than you were paying, but you've got to pay them more in the first place to manage. It just doesn't always seem oh. like it does work out. I'm sure it does or people wouldn't do it so what, often but what is it that, that you figure you take your your salary and you double it and that's how much because the training the well, health care and all that type tax of stuff and health tax, cares and, that's how it um they have an outside custodial which is still with disneyland that takes care of some of the outside areas predominantly like parking areas and things like that and i remember hearing Park, parking area like the parking structures and outside uh, I don't know if the parking structure is the cast member lots definitely are done by an outside company. I think it's able, but now I'm just I'm hearing this. This is from the rumor end of it. I, I, I was told that the cost per man hour that they're being charged from this outside company is half as much as it would cost them per man hour if they had their own custodial do it. 
So that's why they continued doing it. Of course, one of the first things that happened with it was things suddenly started missing from every which direction. Things from people's offices, because they're doing the backstage areas, the uh, office areas, everything. So suddenly it kind of got, and then we would have uh, people show up for two or three days, and then they'd be gone. And what we were finding out was they were coming in just saying that they had viable work to be able to get their green card, and they're gone. Well, so. see, and you were, remember we were talking about the hotel strike and my, my problem with them at the D23 being in the building, passing out their paraphernalia and all their crap. And Disney is trying to take, um, rather than just give them money and let them go buy their own insurance, that being the union, they want to bring them into the Disney plan because there's there's uh, there's savings in numbers, you know, cost savings in more and more people. You turn that back into these subcontractors, the the custodial or whatever, you say it's yeah. half the cost. Now, those people may not be getting health care, but the more you get in your system, yeah. the better buying power uh, you should have. you got you know. to remember on the, on the one that Disney wants to bring them into the plan, my understanding is the union wants Disney to increase the payments. I, I know. I, so, I got the whole lecture from yeah. the Peter Pan freak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's funny. They still, got, they still got people protesting the... Uh, building of the new wing of the Grand California Hotel, and that's been open for a few weeks now. Okay, wait, wait. Now, I looked at that sign. It said nothing about the building. of it, It's the same group that's tied to uh, protesting every one of the other hotels. The big, the big shame on Disney. Yeah, for, and it does, it's, 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 it's labor contracts and stuff is what it said. It's about the same one that the Nancy boy was uh, pushing his wares. It's, oh, yeah? it's the same thing. Because I looked at that purposely because you said it was about did, the did, wing. Did you, did you get one of the flyers? I'd already got a flyer, so I turned okay, it down. Because, because I think I remember seeing on the yeah. for hiring. You know, it doesn't. How many years was the frontier under? You know, under shame the on the frontier. Yeah, under being protested by the union I used to belong to. Yeah, so I mean, these professional picketers can just go on and, and forever and forever and forever. And funny, that's the same union that's protesting Disney right now about that. Okay, you know, those people. But I, I can't stand that Disney lets them on their property like that. So <laughs> neither can anybody else. I get a lot of complaints from guests. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right, so we're, we're past when Richard wanted yeah. to finish. Well, right? that's yeah, because he can't shut his yap. He had to say some of these things. So, <laughs> well, I thought that's part of the whole purpose of being on the show. What well, is? But say you, some yeah, of you, you're the one. That, you're the one that came in with the. You know. Some sort I know. of, and they just went on. And on. Well, I'm not the only one that's yapping around here. Well, you know, if that you, crickets yapping sometimes, too. You know, if you say bullshit, I gotta call you on it. Well, you say bullshit all the time. There's I that too. I yeah, there's that too. That's what's fun about it. All right then. <clears throat> yes, righty. So we're righty. good. We're good. We're good to finish. Sure. Why not? Yeah. What the hell? Who cares? There's enough bullshit. It stinks pretty bad. All right, well, thanks for listening. Give us a call, 830-4DF-POOPS. Send us an email. Go to the boards. What was that number again? 830-433-7667. You thought I was going to say the other one, didn't you? I was hoping you'd say the other one. Yeah, he he likes it. All right, well, uh, I got nothing else at this moment. Good. Well, see you. All right, then, uh, Richard, before I... Anything before I close it down? No, good night. Good night.